0: Good morning, folks. It is April 3rd, 2012. I'm Skip Ruddertail, your otter editor, and this is episode 28A of the Bad Dog Book Club. This week's story is Secret by Pyro Stinger. And we're happy to have his premiere on the book club. Khaki F. Doggy is back reading it for us. And Toontz and I will be back to discuss it next week. Have a good one and enjoy the story. Secrets by Pyro Stinger When you work in a brothel as I do, you often find that your mind can be as valuable, if not more, than your body. Don't mistake me. I know my workplace is where one samples pleasures of the flesh for a price. For an evening, for a day, patrons are treated to decadent luxury and one perhaps more sexual acts. But as my mistress, Miss Shia, tells me, it's an escape. The world of the brothel is not the real world, and unless you possess great wealth, you cannot live this life surrounded by such beautiful people and do not think I do not know how beautiful I am. My slender form and vivid orange fur with ink-black stripes do not come from simple wishing. The first thing I do after rising every morning is practice my martial arts. I've even begun to teach a few of the others how to keep their bodies healthy through daily practice. On account of my looks and my love-making skills, I'm able to charge the most of any of Mistress Shire's male whores, and quite a bit more than most of her female ones. In fact, she often tells me that if she'd not found me, her brother would be doing poorly in males. While I know for certain that there is some embellishment to this tale, I also know that Mr. Shire has a shrewd mind for people. I do love a good compliment, and that one never fails to get me purring. Even so, my value is not solely with my body, as gorgeous as I am. What matters more is my discretion. This ability allows me to keep more clients. In a city such as Fairwind, secrets are highly prized and often sold to the highest bidder. My mistress hoards them, using them in the political world she dabbles in, saying it's for the good of the city or some other lofty goal. For myself, I cannot. While I enjoy sharing most of my secrets with Shia, I simply like to gather them myself. What heads I turn is a secret I sometimes keep. You see, where I come from, it matters not what is between the legs of the one you choose to lie with. What matters is enjoyment and pleasure. That is not so here in Fairwind, and with such an attitude pervading the city, I frankly wonder how Mistress Shire was able to open the establishment I lovingly work at. And while I do not discriminate between the sexes, knowing I am taboo, excites me. I take a great amount of joy in turning the heads of those males who would look on me with open desire were it not for disapproval of society. Take, for example, Lord Bihari. He is a rhinoceros, the son of a foreign exile, and raised here. Though cut off from their country, Lord Bahari's father, Lord Vusi, was a man who made a second fortune running a steamworks factory. Currently, he's in talks to find his son a wife, so that at least he may return to the land of his birth with some lands and a title in more than name. Of course, I knew neither name nor title the first time I saw the lordling, though his dress gave away the color of his florins. He was deep in talks with Mr. Shire by the entrance, something that caught my attention. While she does indeed work alongside us in the brothel, she usually does not seek such attention, choosing instead to deflect it away. The fact that she was talking for so long with the same person meant something, and I grinned. It was the sign of a secret. Kouval, why do you smile? I'm not that bad at tiles, am I? G's sudden question broke me from my reverie, and I looked to her. She was the newest girl, a panda, and come from the eastern countries like myself. There's something happening by the entrance, I told her, my grin persisting. Miss Shire is talking with a lordling. Don't look! His gaze turns this way. I looked back down, studying the tiles before glancing quickly back up. I believe he looks upon me. You believe everyone looks upon you, G said, rolling her eyes. I smirked. "'And do they not? Am I not beautiful?' I asked, staring at G with my head to the side. "'Is there some flaw that I missed?' I went on in a low voice. "'Oh, Kuval, you are you've been requested!' The voice of Miss Shire startled us both. There she was, standing over us like royalty in silks, her skin and much of her clothing in red, and wearing a warm smile. As always, her arms were bared, showing her tattoos to whoever would look. Gie, however, was still chilled. "'I i have been requested?' she asked, looking up at Shia. "'Yes, you've been requested.' My mistress swept over to the panda's chair, bending at the waist and placing hands on uncertain shoulders. "'It's all right, Gie. You'll be fine. If I had nothing but the utmost confidence in your abilities, I wouldn't have let him ask for you.' Seeing Gia distressed made me place my hand over hers and give it a squeeze. "'You'll perform well, Mei Mei. All you have to do is that which comes naturally.' "'A smile came to her face then, and I smiled back to her. "'She stood, bolstered with renewed confidence. "'Where is the client?' "'By the stairs,' Shire answered. "'A rhinoceros in finery. "'Oh, and don't worry about his name or title. "'My lord will do.' Gia nodded and then made for the stairs "'as Mistress Shire took her vacated place. "'We watched her go, and then I looked at the lizard before me. "'So, are you to be my opponent at tiles, Mistress?' Mm, "'For a time,' she said, studying the tiles.' "'Have you been teaching Gia to play?' "'The way she looked at me made me think that perhaps the word held a second meaning. "'I have.' "'She still has much to learn,' Shia said, "'words still pregnant with entendre.' "'My head tilted, and she grinned right back at me. "'You should teach her.' "'Taking a brief look at the tiles in front of her "'and the placement on the board, she put a tile down. "'A bold move.' "'And what will I be teaching her?' I asked, making a move of my own. "'What of the value of discretion? "'When she was intent on it, Shia never failed to intrigue me, "'and though she caught my attention, "'she refused to elaborate on what she meant for some time "'until I was abruptly told to bring wine to a client's room. "'Whose?' I asked. "'And why did you not tell me sooner?' "'Because I wanted to give her time.' "'The client wished it as well.' My mistress gave me a look, then said, "'Remember to call him my lord,' before walking off. I watched her for a few moments, then looked at the tile board. She had me beat, even from Gia's unenviable position. A brief trip to the wine cellars later, I was climbing the stairs abuzz with anticipation and with a nice golden cordial in my grasp. I could hear the sound of music wafting from one of the rooms, recognising the sitar Gia played in her spare time. I could not recognize the tune, but it sounded somewhat irregular. When I entered the room, I knew why. The room was typical of the brothel, a kind of casual, decadent, sultry in its own right. On the bed sat Rhino and Panda, Gia playing her sitar. She was naked and distracted by the similarly unclothed Rhino in between whose legs she sat. He was playing her, hands stroking over her chest and stomach, and creating difficulty for her instrument playing. I had enough presence of mind to set the wine and glasses down on a table, but beyond that I was enthralled by the scene before me. Close the door, the rhino said, and I did, while he busied himself licking across Gia's neck, a hand tweaking and pulling her breast. Would my lord like some wine? I asked, my nose twitching at the scent in the room. Gia was aroused. She was too inexperienced to play at it. Her face was flushed, breasts rising and falling with every deepened breath, though when she heard my voice her eyes flicked towards mine in surprise. "'Yes, uh, not too much,' answered the rhino, and I set about opening the bottle and pouring a glass. He took it blindly and immediately dribbled it across Gia's neck, lapping it up as it got to her breasts. Her head lulled back, breathing out a sigh as my lord buried himself in her bust, sucking up all the sweet wine from her fur.' The more of her body he covered, the more the sitar slipped from her grasp until I took it from her mostly nerveless hands and set it to the side. To say that this sight did not entice me would be false in the least. Were I not attracted to what I saw, it would be easier to keep still. I was firm, but kept my composure, as it seemed I was to wait on the rhino and jeer. Even so... "'If my lord will not need anything else,' I began. "'Stay,' said the rhino, nudging Gia to her back. "'I want you here.' "'The way he said it held me in place, "'while the rhino threaded his horn through the panting panda's pale mounds. "'I found myself at a loss for words, "'a powerful curiosity holding me here more than my lord's statement. "'He wanted me here? Why?' Did he simply enjoy being watched? If this was so, then I would certainly enjoy myself watching the bulky rhino cover Gia with kisses. Then I noticed how my Lord Rhino had arranged himself. By now he had picked up Gia's legs, his mouth descending over her cutely rounded belly to graze. He himself lay on elbows and knees, his rear pointed in my direction. When his tail lifted over his back, my part in this became clear. Grinning, I moved past the rhino, catching him looking up at me from the corner of his eye. I did not go far, only enough to fetch a small bottle of oil from the cabinet, kept for these purposes. As I let some of the oil dribble down my lord rhino's rear, I thought I heard a moan from him. This only gave strength to the smile on my face, and I wriggled from my sheer pantaloons. "'You did not come for G M, did you, my lord?' I asked him in a lilting tone." No, I went on, stretching the word. My lord came for this. His tough skin rippled when my cock slapped his leg. Though I have a slender figure, I'm not afraid to admit that I possess also a thick cock, nor am I afraid to use it. To be fully truthful, I quite enjoy using my cock when I'm working. I know that there are clients for it, as I have a great many of them. However, most male clients do not wish it to be known that they are tail raisers, or even worse, raise tail to one such as me. I'm sometimes mistaken for a female, a fact that I take advantage of. Gia started to come down while I nestled my length in the valley of my lord's rear. Squeezing him around me, I thrust through his valley, and the tall, strong rhino bowed his head and moaned. I loosed a small purr, my eyes narrowing as I focused on my task. There need not be any words, for his desire was palpable. "'This is what you wanted, my lord, is it not?' I asked, teasing him further. He nodded quickly however the lovely panda was feeling out of place she tried to move but i saw the rhino immediately grip upon her hand hard enough to make her gasp in surprise with his arousal more than plain he looked up a jeer please don't go oh don't make her feel unwanted i told my lord grinding harder to his backside i felt him shudder gripping even tighter to the panda's body but nestling his horn along his stomach as well "'Please,' he said again, pushing against me to make his plea clear. "'As you were, my lord,' I told him, "'and the mighty rhino began to lick at Gia's thighs and inward. "'Gia seemed confused, but the resurfacing need of her body overrode it. "'She is one who enjoys watching males at play, "'and pulled my lord rhino into her honeypot, growling in her need. "'Allowing myself a smile of satisfaction, "'I began to press a finger into my lord rhino's backside.' I felt him tense, but respond favorably. It was clearly not his first time being ridden, this lordling. And with how young he looked, well, I was rougher than I might have been, a second finger soon joining the first in plumbing on Lord Rhino's Valley. My practiced fingers found that ball of pleasure within him and rode it. The rhino let out a muffled groan, pressing his head to Gia's sex, and the panda held him there. She caught the force of the rhino's grunts and bellows and pushed back with her hips, as eager as my lord rhino was after a third finger plumbed into his depths my shaft once again slid across the lordling's ass to use a coarser term the oil slick hand ventured down dragging a claw delicately over a rating erection and i loosed another purr i do so enjoy my job i was making the lordling if not a lord my plaything. it was as if i was given double my weight in sweet cream Meanwhile, my lord Rhino was breathing hard, one massive hand clutching the sheets while the other curled around Gia's leg, holding her open to what licks he could spare her. The lovely panda was too caught up in the moment to realize she was getting poorly surfaced. My purr deepened to a growl as I began to fill my lord Rhino. He gasped, face and muzzle pressed to Gia's body, who held him tighter, shoving her scented nethers to his face. I grinned, watching the two and nudging more whenever the lusty lordling returned to his task he understood quickly and though a hand dropped down to pleasure himself he also drank of the panda's fragrant lips when i came to hilt within his warm body i felt him spasm and grip me it was exquisite i paused a moment both to savor the feeling and to let my lord's body contain itself that one grip had led to another and another in quick succession another sign of his excitement I let him calm while I toyed with his muscled rear. This lordling kept himself well, something I could appreciate. I dabbled with the idea of giving him a swat, but I decided that might overstep my boundaries. Instead, while he moved his hand from himself to give more pleasure to Jir, I began to thrust. It was slow at first. I could feel him tremor despite his experience i doubt he took one such as me often if at all gradually i fed more and more of myself letting my length thread through his stretched rear my hands kneading and playing further with it looking to the panda i saw her cradle lord rhino's head with one hand while the other holding him steady by his horn "'He was no longer directly on her netters. "'That was now the task of however many fingers he put to it. "'But I would not make it easy for him. (laughs) "'Not at all. "'The rhino was treated to my firm pace, "'the hand not occupied with pleasure of any kind, "'tightly wound in the sheets.' I could hear Gia pant faster, and on a whim I lunged forward, grabbing her by the neck and pulling her into a deep kiss. She clutched to me, her body rising to its apex, then broke the kiss with eyes shut, mouth open. Watching her reach was perhaps one of the most beautiful events I had ever seen. Gia slumped backward toward the bed, her body lightly twitching, her breathing rapid as she sought to bring it under control. I stopped, content to grind myself inward to Malord while he watched Gia i was certain now that he enjoyed being in such a position of submission to others withdrawing myself i bid him to his back when he did so i pushed within him again picking up his knees i recognized him here strangely enough It's not often that I know who someone is during Coitus, but the jawline and seeing his face all at once struck me as how similar he looked to Lord Vusi, an infrequent patron to this very brothel. To my sorrow, he would not request my services, but he might request of Gia should he ever develop a taste for Panda. Storing that knowledge away, I glanced up at her then, and she seemed recovered. I beckoned her forward, directing her lovely muzzle over my Lord Bahari's length. While I was again slow in the beginning, this was to tease the lordling. With Gia working over his length, with lips, tongue, and hand, he was bucking both into her and back on me, his body caught in all manner of squirmings. It was only after he gasped that I take him that I began to do so in earnest. Hearing him moan and cry was sweet to my ears, and I rode him harder for want of hearing him more. No man can last forever, and I was soon to reach when he loosed another one of his soulful cries. With gritted teeth I filled him, grinding my length into his rear and pushing every drop's rest within. I was surprised that he lasted so long with Gia's muzzle on him, as I know that with it she is well-skilled. Not long after my last fell within him was his burst of life flowing in and around Gia's lovely lips. Gia cleaned herself up with hands and tongue, until I pulled her over, making a show of cleaning her with mine. My lord, however, seemed blissfully unaware of our show, reacting only as I made to pull from him. No, he whispered, holding me in, so, after giving the panda's face another few licks, I lay down upon his heavy body, purring while Gia laid beside him. We were content to sleep like this, until there was a knock on the door. Being the least incumbent of us three, Gia went to open it, quickly putting on her blouse. It was Sylvia! "'I've been told—oh my!' she began, her ears flicking backward and flushing, "'as the flighty gazelle looked upon my lord and myself. "'I grinned, purring a bit louder and nuzzling into my lord's chest. "'My lord himself seemed unperturbed, even petting over me while I ground into his backside. Kouval, I wish you wouldn't do that. "'I've got a message from Mr. Shire from my lord—oh, B- my lord!' she went on, "'her flush not retreating. "'I blew a kiss to her. "'She looked away for a moment before returning her gaze to the reclining rhino.' "'Your father's here looking for you.' "'Is he?' came the mild response. "'Being so close to him, I felt intense, immensely. "'I don't blame him. "'Lord Vusi would not look kindly upon his son "'if he found him to be a tail-raiser.' "'Yeah, he'll either soon leave or want a little love himself. "'Officially we haven't seen you. "'There's a back entrance you can take "'that'll take you out by the south gate. "'You know your way from there?' "'Lord Bahari nodded, and I rolled from him "'as he began to dress himself. "'Discreetly I took a towel and wiped at his hindquarters.' With Gia and I assisting him, he was soon clothed and as decent as he could get. His scent was something he would have to take care of himself. "'Are you to take me to this back entrance?' he asked Sylvia. "Uh "'Uh-huh,' she replied, and soon left with Lord Bahari in tow. I sighed, wilting against the bed. Gia joined me, but had confusion on her muzzle. "'What troubles you, Gia? Did you not have fun?' I asked her, laying my muzzle against her leg and purring. "'I did, but I don't understand. Who was our client? Who was his father?' She looked at me then, but found me grinning. I would tell you, fair G, but that would be giving it away. Have I mentioned how much I love secrets? Or how cute G is when she's frustrated? (laughs) You've been listening to Secrets, written by Pyro Stinger, read for you by Khaki.